To season three of Honesty Talk, Layinka, Sumaya, we're back. Alhamdulillah. I don't know about both of you, but I, I, I'm experiencing mixed emotions about this season. Um, so much has happened in the space of a year. I know so much has happened globally. So much has happened individually in our own lives. And there's just so much to say, so much to talk about, and I hope we have enough tea for this season. <laughs> um, dear viewers, we're in a new setting. We hope you like. We we are we are feeling it. We're really really enjoying this. It's it's new, um, and I think before we begin this episode, I need to mention a very very dear beautiful friend of mine. Uh, Mona Mustafa, who some of you may have heard of, who passed away in April uh, this year. And it was a huge shock to her family and friends. She was such a beautiful soul. Um, I feel a bit emotional talking about her, subhanAllah. Um, but what people don't know is that she is actually very much a part of Honesty Talk. When Honesty Talk was just an idea, when I didn't even know who the kind of co-hosts would be, I remember having a conversation with Mona and, you know, I mentioned the idea to her and she said, oh, you have to film this at Chapters. And Chapters was a social enterprise that she set up um, a coffee shop attached to the masjid in East London and the previous two seasons of Honesty Talk were filmed there um, and now filming season three in this new setting I'm excited we're, we're excited we love this this new venue but there's this there's this feeling there's this sad feeling that obviously we've left the previous venue um, and knowing that Mona uh, passed uh, it does make me feel very, very emotional, but I would like to invite all of the viewers to make dua for her. Her name was Mona Mustafa. To make dua for her, to ask Allah to grant her a full share in the reward of any benefit that Honesty Talk brings to anyone that watches it. And um, please, please do, do remember to make dua for her. So, what a year. 2020 something else honestly you know when everyone was doing their like new year's resolution <laughs> 20 2019 it's like yeah, yeah new year da, 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 da. and then 2020 came and it was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right complete you know you didn't know what to do with your diary <laughs> that's my understatement <laughs> yeah right what do we do with this mm. um but for me alhamdulillah 2020 was a year 
that came to teach me on so many levels. Teach me about myself, teach me about my mess, teach me about um, people, life, my creator. It's It's been such a humbling year for me in that I'm looking at my journal, you know, I'm looking through my journal, you know, I journal like, mm. you know, I've got too many journals. Yeah. I look through my journal and I'm like, wow, look at the journey though. Because, you know, it's one of those, for me, it's like, we, I couldn't have planned this. No. I couldn't have planned the things that occurred, the shifts that that happened, um, the changes, the, the incomings, the outgoings, couldn't have planned any of that. But the, the overriding feeling is alhamdulillah, just gratitude, just immense gratitude, because I know that it was specifically set from the Lord of the Wars, how everything, you know, came to pass, even when you were talking about Mona, you know, and I just, I just remember how she was, she was so, so, so much of a, fa a fabric of the previous two seasons, because the space was through her. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, and it feels like the end of an era with that, yeah. you know, and almost really befitting, actually, that we have in many ways, oh gosh, <clears throat> already again? <laughs> I'm sure I said that at the beginning of the last season. Oh. <laughs> like, it's almost like we've kept her memory going, you know. And every person who benefits, you know, will benefit unknowingly is clocking in her book, subhanAllah. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we got to do that there. I'm, I'm also grateful that, you know, that has been held there for her. Her children, you know, can see like that's part of her legacy, subhanAllah. Um, and her ending in 2020, our ending of honesty talk in that venue in 2020, Allah just said it how it needed to be said, alhamdulillah. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah, I think just um, trying not to cry um, because uh, obviously, you know, Mona was a very, very dear friend of mine. And um, subhanAllah, it just, it took me back to, she sent me um, a WhatsApp message, I think two days before she passed when she was in hospital and, you know, um, she had corona and um, she was just, she, you know, she, she asked me to make du'a for her and she was just thinking about her children and and then she passed two days later. Um, we, we live life as though it's going to continue in the cycle that's running. And we know that death can come at any moment, at, at any point. Um, but we don't talk about other changes. And I think, subhanAllah, you know, the whole COVID situation has taught us that we need to adapt, we need to review, we need to check in with ourselves, with others. We need to, to evaluate where where we are in our journey and we need to be able to make necessary changes to live life in the most fruitful way when i think about mona the fact that she works with refugees 
um, the, the work that she did in the community, the fact that she set up chapters, a social enterprise for the masjid, you know, all of the things that she did. I mean, she led a full life that brought about so much benefit to others. And I think that's what Islam is all about. It's about being the best version of ourselves and, and giving the best of ourselves to others. And that's what she did. And I think the whole, like 2020 has taught us that. It's taught us to pause, to stop, to evaluate, to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you're out of lock, you know, you're, you're out of lockdown and then you're back in again. Okay, I need to reevaluate again. And, you know, change gears and to, to really look at what's important. And I think, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, COVID and Corona, but I've had a really, I, I would say the most challenging year of my life. I mean, both of you know what's kind of happened to me on a personal level. And some of it is, you know, still ongoing. Um, but it's been on top of Corona, it's been a very, very testing year for me. And what I have taken away from 2020 personally is that sometimes that stripping away is necessary. We need to be able to face ourselves in the mirror and see the cracks that need mending. We need to see the unhealed stuff that needs healing. We need to see relationships for what they are. We need to be able to end things in order for new things to emerge. And I just think, subhanAllah, Allah brings something like Corona for the whole world to evaluate. <laughs> and he brings, I, I, I know this might sound like a strange analogy, but sometimes he brings our own individual viruses. Yeah? Our own strains. Our own yeah. strains <laughs> in order for us to stop. Yeah. And in order for us to heal, I mean, what are your thoughts? Samantha? I'm hearing you like um, the pausing. For me, yeah. I think um, it was it was a year of going inward for me. It was very, you know, from doing very public facing work, focusing a lot of my energy outward, growing it, focusing on it, pouring into it. This year, it was just I'm standing down. I'm going inward. I'm focusing on me. That means rest. That means listening to what I need in the moment. Um, you know, checking in with yourself on every level, like honestly, um, learning to listen to what is happening with me, within me. Mm. Um, and that is its own full-time work. Like if you, if you were to go inward and really focus on, on building yourself and try and do that at the same time as trying to serve and be here and there and at home and it's, it, you're too divided. Mm. This this uh, forcing everyone to slow down, yes, forcing us in lockdown to physically be still. Mm. Um, but for me, it really it, it was in line with it. It was its time mm. for me. It was it was it was long overdue to kind of slow down because in my nature, I'm not someone who's who's slow. I'm always moving. Mm. And so this really not only made me slow down, but now I'm comfortable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Too comfortable, I think, sometimes. I'm, I'm gone to sleep. I've gone to sleep. I'm comfortable like this. And um, 
And yeah, and I prefer it actually mm. that this 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 need to be running and moving and producing content What's and it kind of shown you about yourself. Like, what have you? What would you say you've learned about yourself from being that always out there pushing, grinding, hustling to be in this place that you're like, actually, I quite like this actually. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to perform to be valid. No. This is big. She said, "Don't mess up the mics." Don't <laughs> mess up the mics. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to perform. To yeah. Hashtag that. Tweet yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Put it somewhere. I don't. Mm. I don't have to. I don't have to be producing some content or giving to to in exchange for my value or or my worth in the eyes of my community, in the eyes of my students, my family, my people. I don't. I don't have to. I can completely um, relate to that. I'm a doer. I make things happen. I do, 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 do. And this year, like I said, so much has happened for me that I, 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 I physically couldn't do. That was taken away. I couldn't, I couldn't do what I normally do. I couldn't be that energetic Alia slash Umrayan who, who makes moves and is able to manage A, B, C, D. I was literally like that was just taken away and that impacted you because we had conversations and you would feel bad right and i'm like what the heck is <laughs> <laughs> like why do you feel bad that this new evolved version of you isn't doing as much i'll tell you why mm. because for someone who is i would say overactive and that's what i've realized about myself this year that i was overactive because it was a distraction from simply being and so much comes from simply and simply when being. you when you allow yourself to be you actually see yourself sometimes for the very first time so i know and i you know i i love allah i love allah because he subhanallah I said that i didn't cry in the first two seasons i think i'm just going to be boiling yeah, let him get it out yeah I love Allah because he, he, he loves us so much that he wants us to be the best of ourselves. And the way he interacts with us in our lives is that sometimes he will take people away. He will take your work away. He, he will put you in a position where you can't even do what... what naturally came to you that was naturally um a part of you in order for you to stop and see what needs to change in order for you to see the depths of that which needs to change and i feel that subhanallah as i look back at 2020 i just i can see how I mean, he tested me with one thing after another, literally. It was like back to back. Divorce, death, illness, you know, I mean, so many things. And there was no room to breathe. But subhanAllah, it, it, it forced me. I couldn't. I couldn't do what I normally do. And that made me go inwards. And I was able to see the deep recesses of my soul that needed time that needed space that needed healing that needed and 
I'm a different Alia as I do season three. Yeah. I'm a completely different Alia. I don't know Alia. if they're ready for that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I think globally, maybe that has been that has been the experience of others as well. You know, I, I think of that and I wonder how many people have allowed themselves to really sit with themselves in 2020. Mm -hmm. Because even though the pandemic the pandemic caused us to shut down and to lock down and to go inward, there were many people who still who just reverted to numbing behavior because it was so uncomfortable. Mm. So numbing the Netflix and chill just ongoing rather than actually sitting with yourself because it's not it's not easy because you, we can say yeah you can just keep you, you can just keep uh, doing but but it's not easy to sit no. to face yourself to really see the person in your reflection for who they really are in their barefaced way it's not it's not the easiest thing and i would really encourage viewers if at the point of watching this you have yet to allow yourself to really see yourself you just numbed yourself through 2020 because it was a coping mechanism and it was the only and thing that, that you can do okay. and that's okay mm. because let's be real right it's lockdown knocked everyone off their feet mm -hmm. in some some way shape or form mm -hmm. and especially anyone who has underlying mental health mm -hmm. struggles and challenges more so mm -hmm. that that just exacerbated mm -hmm. in that in the lockdown even in in that allowing ourselves the moment to pause mm -hmm. to rest to breathe inhale and exhale all of the things that we've been carrying mm -hmm. That is such a cleansing thing for us to be able to do. And for some people, it's also uncomfortable. Mm. Like it hits a level of discomfort. And so if anyone's watching and they haven't allowed themselves to feel into that discomfort, even just on one occasion to just do it, mm. because you might be surprised what comes forth for you, what realizations, it's insights. It's It's so it's beautiful. A, it's a rebirth. And, that, and that's how, I, don't, I mean, I know, I mean, we speak a lot, all three of us. So I know like what's happened to you in 2020, what's happened to you, you know, what's happened to me. It's, it's a rebirth. You know, when you, subhanAllah, I, I think about the seasons of life, right? And, you know, in spring, everything is bustling and there's life and there's emergence and, and everything's moving, you know, and then you move into the summer and the autumns, and the winters are necessary. Yes. We need to go into that hibernation period in order for us to reemerge again. Mm. And I think subhanAllah, Allah in his wisdom, he, he could see that the world needed it. Mm. But also if, if, we, if, we look, if we pause and we look at our individual lives, we need to make this a habit. Mm. We need to, to, to um, stop kind of running after things and life and people and actually just pause and take note. Slow down. Slow you know what down, you're saying yeah. about the seasons? You know, um, I love, even though I'm not a winter girl, at oh, all. Oh, we, we, we know that. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> the way you walked in today. <laughs> they don't need to know about that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a winter girl, but winter is in in metaphorically is when everything dies it looks like it's dead mm. the trees are bare mm. there are no leaves there's no there are no apparent signs of growth and yet spring comes and things start blooming and things start budding so it just goes to show what looks dead 
mm. is not actually dead. No. There is germination happening. Mm. There is stuff still happening. It's all simmering under. It's just dormant for a while, but there is going to be a time when it will all grow again. And I think allowing ourselves to go through our individual winters and knowing that actually it's not death. Mm. It's just the prelude before a rebirth. Yeah. Mm. And if if we allow 2020 to look like the winter for a prelude to a rebirth and welcoming that mm. rather than running away from it, then that rebirth will be amazing mm. and we will embrace it. I think what you mentioned before about how doing the work is hard, like being still is actually technically hard. And um, I, I remember conversations I've had with ladies who are talking about how they're feeling like, not th not just that they're not doing enough, but they feel that I'm, I'm supposed to be better religiously. I'm supposed to be more present with my children. I'm supposed to be more. I, and I of think, Corona? Well, Corona, just like you said, like lockdown, everyone's mm. home. Like yeah. It's just complicated right. the situation more, but there is guilt and there's a lot of pressure. So I think while we're saying, you know, we should face it, we should do the work. And just like you said, there's a time to numb. There's a balance. Mm. Like, you know, when we're saying, I feel guilty because I watch my show at the end of the night because that means I'm not a good Muslim or like there's a balance. You cannot be 24 seven no. in the work, in the no. trenches. Like there's a, there's a balance. It's in, it's in moderation. It's, it's, you have to pace yourself because it's an ongoing project. Mm. And realistically speaking, you're not going to be able to be processing deep grief or doing something really hard all the time. Mm. So you have to, you know, you, ha you give yourself time to numb if necessary, to watch the show, to get through the day, mm. to be present for your kids, to do the basics, whatever it takes, but also don't shy away from it completely and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just switch it off, yeah. you know? But then, you know, even that the term, if you're, if you're going to numb, just numb consciously and know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm actually giving myself a break. I'm not just switching into a mode where I'm trying to run away, but I'm I'm like I'm gonna deal with that at, at a time that needs to be it needs to be dealt with. And right now, I'm just gonna Netflix and chill. Like I'm just gonna sit down and do my thing. And doing that consciously, then you don't. There's no guilt because after numbing, people feel guilty. Like they look at the time. Oh my goodness, I spent two hours watching that show. I'm the worst human in the world. But if you've actually done it consciously, they you won't have that guilt because you you know why. You're doing you're, it. You're, you're making a choice. You're making a choice. You're making a conscious choice. Right. Exactly. I think, I think, you know, what the pandemic has taught people is that we're not in control of anything. Mm. Anything. I mean, think about it. The entire world has been brought to a standstill by something invisible to the eye. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. And we have, as a result, been forced to acknowledge our weakness as human beings, which then in turn makes us acknowledge his might, his power. And I think it's just, it's, it's brought us back to a level of humanity where we were losing that. And I think on an individual level, like really, really difficult times do that for us. They make us, they, 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 they teach us that you have to go back to Allah. Yeah. That you have to trust in him. That you are really, you're not in control of anything. That he is in control of everything. 
and that actually your success in life, your success, you know, the, the, the beauty of this journey is constantly renewing your relationship with him in order to sell through wherever he decides to take you. Mm. And I love that because it is wherever he decides to right. take you. Mm. Because it's not up to us. I mean, I think about Mona. She was doing her thing, you know, mashallah. She was, she was, she was doing, and then bam, who would have thought? You know, she, she, she wasn't, she wasn't old. She, you know, she had, um, she had, a, she had children, a husband. She had amazing work that she was doing. But Allah had already written that she would die at the age that she did in the way that she did. And Allah is deciding when you should get that job, when you will lose that job, when you will get married, who you will get married to, when that marriage will end, when you will become ill, how you will become ill, when you will get better again. It's all, Allah is in control of it all. We are, um, we are his slaves. We what are his servants. What do you say to people who will listen to that and say, well, what's the point of doing anything then? Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, because because that 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 can be taken in a way that leads people to despair. No, but then but then who is the one who is controlling all of it? This is what it goes back to. It leads people to despair when they don't know who the one is that is controlling it all. So if you have a perception that the one who is taking away the job or or you know has written that you're going to be tested by by an illness is somehow unjust unfair and and so then of course you're going to despair but when you know who Allah is that he is loving that he is the most just that he sees you he's intimately interacting with you and your life then you know what it's like Alhamdulillah. But you're being forced to. I mean, this yeah. is like massive uncertainty. Like yeah. on a global scale, we're just, we are steeped in uncertainty at mm. every turn. You mm. don't know the new rules are going to come out tomorrow and then we're going to be restricted in some different way. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And uncertainty is just the worst. <laughs> Especially for people who crave and need control, who yeah. plan. Mm. It's just uncertainty just throws, you know, everything into a because there's, certainty gives a sense of security and stability. So when there's uncertainty, it's just like anything can happen and fear sets in. And I've seen that this year, um, you know, just the number of people who were affected by the level of uncertainty and how that brought up anxieties and fears and worries. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to what you were saying. When we are grounded in our knowledge of our creator, of Allah, if we are, when we are grounded in knowing that, regardless of what's going on, how many houses are burning down, whatever is happening, that we've got him and he's taking care of us in the best way mm -hmm. and he's looking out for us, mm -hmm. then anything that comes our way, we can deal with in a, in a way that's grounded in tawakkul. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love my phrase that I love, that I use, free fall to, with tawakkul. Mm -hmm. Free falling in that you don't know where you're going, you don't know what's going to happen, but you know that you've got the best the best one supporting you all through the way and he is not out to to kill you no you know no, no. <laughs> and this and, the, and this and this is it you know one thing that i've taken away from 2020 is that actually everything is uncertain yeah. nothing is guaranteed yeah. the only certainties that we actually have if we really think about it 
is that he exists, he willed for our existence, and there is life and there is death. And it's, it's true. It's like, just getting here, right? Right. To record. We all had the plan, but that there was still uncertainty because anything could have happened, mm. right? Stuck in traffic, whatever. Mm. And I think to remember that, because then when a calamity befalls us, when something befalls us, then we know that for certain it was in his plan. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got that security. So final thoughts about what a year this has been. Mm. And maybe just some some words for the viewers, because really things are still uncertain. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, they are still uncertain. That's the nature of life. So your final thoughts, Sameya? What you said, the trust. This is an exercise in trust to um, to leave it in, in Allah's hands and know that no matter how uh, much things seem to be falling apart, that it's going to work out. It's going to play out as it should and it's going to be okay. It yeah. will. And I would absolutely echo that. You know, things are exactly as they are meant to be. Mm-hmm. We exert the effort and we place our trust in our creator. And how the, the outcome is completely with him. Yeah. I and my, my final thoughts are in the uncertain times, attach yourselves to the one who is most definitely certain. Mm. And... That will, that will get you through. That will get you through everything. So we've come to the end of our first episode. I am so excited about season three. Oh my gosh, there's so much coming, subhanAllah. We're going deep, we're going deep. We've come to the end. Um, do share your thoughts, feelings about 2020 uh, with us. And we look forward to, we definitely look forward to the next episode, inshallah. Your body is gonna leave this world okay marriage is just a part of this journey so choose wisely fill yourself so you have a baseline so that you're in a good place so that whoever comes your way is adding to you so you need to figure out where they're at you know is the, the dual income home single income do you expect me to support you Allah has created us in pairs so your pair by his permission is out there so having the list of must-haves these are the non-negotiables you know women aren't fussed about looks they're really into feelings and i think we should just be dead honest about that the fact that women also can see and also having a list of the deal breakers i would say if you're not waking up for tahajjud making dua for this you are not serious about finding a spouse